Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. Hello from Paul Hutton, sitting doing my bit of this podcast from a real in-person event as the JCT Traffic Signal Symposium takes place this week. And here on Highways Voices, we look forward to another big event next month, the ITS World Congress in Hamburg. At long last, it's nice to see this particular event go ahead. It's Gevin's home territory, so we're hoping to see a lot of German customers, and we do hope that despite the ongoing travel restrictions, we are still going to see quite a lot of exhibitors. Everybody would like to join and to meet again. I think it's quite uh, an important sign that we will have a fully congress. We, we build and have strong relationships to our customers as their partners, helping them to understand their challenges better and find adequate methods. There's a sense of normality here in Nottingham as I talk to you and we bring you the sponsored podcast thanks to the support of our friends at Swaco and Gevi. We're your personal guide to an in-person event. We're Highways Voices. Please remember to subscribe to Highways Voices on your chosen podcast platform. You'll find out how at highways-news.com. Slash podcasts. Yep, feels wonderfully familiar to be sitting in a room in Nottingham with so many friends in the industry around as well, which makes me even more keen to see the international community in the World Congress next month. Three guests on the programme today, but first, as always, let's catch up with Adrian Tatum, who's looking at news we've had on the site this week. Adrian, what have you spotted? Well, quite a lot again, Paul. Um, political leaders in Greater Manchester are calling on government in Westminster to back the early delivery of plans for bus franchising and public transport reforms. The city region is asking for $1.4 in an initial funding to invest in delivering a greener transport system with the integration of bus, tram, walking, cycling and rail connections. The Greater Manchester Combined Authority say funding is crucial to ensure public transport is an attractive alternative to car use. Also this week, in what's been described as the most ambitious national infrastructure and construction pipeline to date, the government sets out how it will spend £650 billion of private and public investment, implementing infrastructure products across the country over the next decade, also creating new opportunities for thousands of apprentices, technicians, graduates and other skilled workers. Elsewhere, calls have been made to create an integrated transport system on buses or trains across Kent, and we found that exposure to noise from road traffic and railways is associated with an increased risk of dementia, according to a new study. Research has consistently linked transport noise to health conditions, including heart disease, diabetes and obesity, but studies on transport noise and dementia were scarce and small and findings inconsistent reports The Guardian. A few things on my list to look out for on our site. Southampton's Pothole Patrol, the Transport Technology Forum helping local authorities with EV charging. ITS UK appointing its first carbon ambassador. And National Highways releasing footage of a lorry driver police court driving along with a mobile phone against each ear. Yes, that's on our site as well. As well as, of course, all our theme week stories we had for you last week all about traffic signals in the run-up to the JCT Symposium that's taking place this week. But we'll be talking ITS World Congress next. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. 
So This Highway's Voices looks forward to the ITS World Congress in Hamburg next month, where I'll be bringing you podcasts every day, thanks to our friends at Swarco and Gevi. So let's start today's programme by talking to Danny Woolard from German-owned data company Gevi, and I started by suggesting to him it must be great for the company to be exhibiting in its home country. I think the uh, excitement, Paul, is more about getting back to normal business. At long last, it's nice to see this particular event go ahead. It's Gevi's home territory, so we're hoping to see a lot of German customers. And we do hope that despite the ongoing travel restrictions, we are still going to see quite a lot of exhibitors. So we're looking forward to meeting our existing clients, existing customers, but also a lot of new people. And I think it's fair to say the market's changed and we'll talk to you about sort of some of the new things that we're doing as well. It's quite exciting because, you know, this podcast is being published as we're at the JCT Traffic Signals Symposium in the UK, which is the first big event I've been to since the pandemic. But you were actually internationally traveling last week, weren't you, at a major event? Yeah, and that was a very strange situation, I have to say. I've just come back from an event that I never thought I would ever attend, never even heard of until sort of a couple of three months ago. It was called Velo City. It was a cycling conference to promote cycling, government policies around cycling, held in the beautiful city of Lisbon. And what a fantastic event, Paul. Very different. What's really exciting for us, and it was a, it was a bit of a toe in the water to do some market research, to talk to some technology companies that were there. Um, what's really sort of hit home is how much the world of ITS that we all know, love, and have been involved in for many years. But it's exciting how the cycling industry in particular is looking at ways that it can grasp intelligent transport systems and integrate that into cycling in the future. So a lot of interest from government, a lot of policymakers there. Yeah, I've come back rather inspired and know that we're on the right track in terms of what we're doing. What are you doing with cycling? Because I've known you as a roads information company, you know, traffic information company initially. Um, So how are you moving into cycling and how are you delivering a cycling solution? I guess the story started about a year ago. And I think that Hagen Geppert, the CEO, and I were having we were having conversations and looking at what's changing in our world, particularly sort of both throughout at the time and sort of post-pandemic. What's changing is the, the way people are moving, the changes in people's attitude towards cycling as a means of transport. And so we started looking at what could we do As you say, you know, we've been involved in the road traffic information business for many, many years. You know, we started looking at analogies of what could we replicate in terms of what we do for the road traffic information business in terms of moving towards cycling. And the more we looked at it, the more we did some research, the more we talked to providers of information and some government clients about how information about cycle routes, about volumes of cycles that are moving around cities. It was so analogous to road traffic information. So we are launching off the first part of our solution in Hamburg. And it's all about being able to gather 
information about cycle routes, both static information, um, such as mapping, etc., but also about uh, providing information about incidents on cycle routes, things like surface conditions, uh, weather conditions that will affect cyclists. In a way, it's no different. We've seen more and more companies entering the the world of cycling apps, and there's you know a couple of very sort of major examples, but also a lot of new companies um, popping up about providing cycling apps and information to the cyclist en route. So it's very, very similar in a way, Paul, how we can keep the cyclist informed about what's going on. And that's one aspect of it. As we go forward, the other part of it is, and particularly from you know what we found from our research and what people are doing, is actually providing information about that can be used for analytics, about um, volumes of cyclists, about influencing traffic signals to give cyclists priority in crossings. There's a whole parallel world going on and developing in, in the world of cycling and mobility. Where are you getting your data from for cycling? Well, obviously, there's information that will come direct from the transport departments of agencies. But also, there's a lot of sort of exciting technology coming along about detecting incidents and potholes using video analytics techniques, but also weather sensors. There's a whole raft of information that's coming along. I think it's a market that will take time, but there's definitely a market opportunity here. And more and more information being cried out for, in particularly as we're looking at information about bike sharing schemes, cycling availability at parking stations. So there's a whole raft of information and that data is either existing today or is being developed by transport agencies as they recognise that they need to be able to provide more and more information. Stanley Wallard from Gevy there on Highways Voices, and thanks to them and Swaco for their support of the podcast that will take us to Hamburg for the World Congress next month. More on that in a moment, but first, let's whiz back to Tatum Towers to find out who's won Adrian's accolade this week. Adrian, who have you looked out for this week as far as your accolade goes? Well, we've mentioned them in one story already, and we have to mention them again. Um, Transport for Greater Manchester, looking at the real-life impact of traffic collisions in a hard-hitting campaign, featuring uh, bereaved parents and emergency services staff this time. As part of its It's Time campaign, the Safer Roads Partnership, working with Transport for Greater Manchester, is calling on motorists to think differently about how they drive and the journeys they're going to make before getting behind the wheel. And I think with everything that's going on in the industry now, now so much restrictions on budgets, so many demands on budgets, a um, well-thought-out road safety campaign is something that's still needed, especially given some of the stories that we've seen on Highways News recently. An excellent winner of Adrian's Accolade. And we'll be having a whole theme week on road safety in November on the Highways News website. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. Two more interviews to come today. In a moment, we'll hear from one of the big exhibitors at the show, Unix Traffic, which is, of course, a Siemens business. But first, to the organisers. Harry Evers is Managing Director of the Hamburg World Congress, and I had a chat with him, starting by talking about his plans for making it a covid safe event. We are quite clear that you can enter in a safe and really confident um, situation 
this Congress, because Hamburg is now operating also a 2G uh, possibility from the governmental side. Uh, it's only to, to have access to the Congress to vaccinated and cured person. So from this point of view, I think it's quite easy to check in. And for everybody, it's really a safe in confidence Congress. You and I have been to so many Congresses between us. And I just think back to how busy things were in Copenhagen and in Singapore and uh, and how fantastically busy everything was in the great Congress that happened in Melbourne. All of those, I'm trying to imagine how we would have done with two meter social distancing. And I think the answer is we wouldn't have done. So it's really good that we don't have to worry about that this time because we can have a proper Congress and actually really get the discussions with the industry that we've been missing out on for the last two years really back up and running. Yeah. So I'm also quite sure that that will be a really successful Congress. And on the other side, a lot of people ask me just now coming from European areas, but also from US and uh, from uh, the Asia Pacific region. It's quite clear that you are also able to have some additional testing nearby the Congress Center. Uh, there is a list uh, that will be um, published to be sure to go back. And if you need such uh, additional testing, you are able to do so. And on the other side, with these vaccines uh, authorized by the European Commission side, it's able to, to join in and uh, we will offer everybody uh, all the support uh, to be needed. On the other side, we are really booked out with all of these um, Congress areas, with these uh, Congress uh, facilities. Uh, we have more than 900 incoming papers, so quite a lot when you have the relation to all the other Congresses as well. So everybody would like to join and to meet again. I think it's quite uh, an important sign that we will have a fully Congress. So on the other side, also demonstration. I think it's quite important not only to have a booth area or fairground and Congress part. So the, the third quite important part is the demonstration area. So all the areas in Hamburg are really established as a test site. So you can go through Hamburg in the, in the Congress because we have a test track, a real big one, uh, more than nine kilometers uh, with open and uh, provider independent. So established for car to X communication, established for autonomic driving. And we have a lot of um, partners who will show their latest applications by automatic driving. And so it's a um, German-wide pioneer in IT security in this field. And we have an operational and continual extending area. So you can join in, you can have a, a, a trip with such a car and only sample the L-Drive pilot project will be the finalist um, presentation with about 10, 11 cars from all the car manufacturers. So you can uh, have a trip with them. And also besides this, we will have a, a, a showcase in a hall. So you have uh, the possibility to look inside a car to get the demonstration uh, inside uh, the Congress area. And as well, in parallel, the second one will drive through this test ground. So I'm really uh, excited what we can show to everybody uh, to this topic. 
Because it's really important to get back to the demonstrations, to the exhibition and the networking, because they're the things we haven't really been able to do online. You can share the papers and the sessions, you know, how many online webinars have we all been involved in over the last 18 months? But that's only one small part of the Congress, isn't it? The, the, the papers and the sessions and the, uh, the speeches. And so really getting involved and, and being involved in the demonstrations and the exhibition and most importantly, I, I think, the networking, getting to see people face to face, meeting up with old friends, seeing new people that uh, will become your work friends in the future. That's what the Congress is all about, isn't it? Yes, that's quite important for us. And we will focus also to the, to the public people because um, it's quite clear that one day in the past, uh, it was an opening, the Congress also for the public, for the people living in this area. And we are focusing on this topic more than ever, because on uh, the Thursday, we will have an open day for everybody who would like to join. It's a special program during the whole Congress uh, day uh, for the um, information of new mobility all over the about. It's the logistic part, it's the automatic driving part, it's the services uh, and one point, solutions for cities and citizens. So the most important point, what is the relation to me when I live in the, such an area? What are new upcoming mobility aspects, new services? And we are focusing on this in parallel as a Congress part. So you can join with some presentations, with some really new ideas. I and uh, on the other side, we have also the possibility to have a look on drones because it's an upcoming new uh, area also for mobility aspects. But from our point of view, it's much more also for safety and security uh, to monitor some special situations in the traffic uh, environmental aspect as well. And so I think it's also quite important and interesting for a lot of people joining such an outside area because we have flight demonstrations uh, during the whole week and you are able to join. So from this point of view, we will really open up a, a new aspect for the public. And in parallel, the public also is able to join the demonstrations and also to enter the Congress and the fairground area. I think it's quite an interesting point not to be in a nutshell discussing in our own community what's coming up. So I think it's quite an important thing. And on the other side, we have invited, uh, because it's not only Hamburg, it's a German invitation to everybody. We have invited the local governments at all in Germany. So we are focusing on the latest results, what's coming up from the discussions uh, in Germany with the uh, future mobility platform. Now, since five years, uh, they are working on this topic. What is future mobility? The meaning of this? And we will present these uh, results also on Wednesday in the afternoon in three hours coming up from more than 200 experts and we will present this uh, results to the governmental side of Germany and also to the international community because it's quite important to think about what is a regional aspect and what is exactly the relation to other areas in uh, Europe and uh, also of course Asia Pacific and US. So it's a, a really 
strong program and I'm really excited what's coming up now. That's IGS World Congress Hamburg MD Harry Evers there on this special preview podcast of Highways Voices where we look ahead to the World Congress next month thanks to our sponsors Gevi and Swarco. Finally let's hear from one of the major draws to the exhibition floor Unex Traffic. Dr Klaus Beringer is SVP of its traffic management platform and he started our conversation talking about the new name for this part of the Siemens business. Unix is building on the legacy Siemens ITS and we do have all the expertise and we are building on what we've done already in the past quite successfully with many customers. Climate action has always been one of the key purposes of, of Unix or Siemens ITS before. Um, nowadays, unfortunately, we all see that it's becoming more and more important. We see events in, in Germany, we see it in the Mediterranean, we see in the US burning forests and so on. So and mobility is one of the key factors for, for climate change. So for our mission, it's one of the key aspects or one of our key action fields to help to solve these issues and support our customers, be, be it cities or road authorities to work on these topics. And we have, a, as Unix, we have a large variety of environmental portfolio. In general, it's about like reducing traffic and also incentivizing modal shift to more uh, eco-friendly traffic modes. One example could be, we have a portfolio meant that um, improves green waves, for example, that prioritizes public transit. So public transit on time, public transit gets more convenient and more attractive. We also have uh, big projects, for example, with the City of London. One of our key offerings is clean air zones, where we in London, for example, build and operate the low emission zone and the ultra low emission zone to reduce congestion and also to reduce emissions. It's about reduction of traffic. However, there's remaining traffic. And my field of expertise specifically is in the area of traffic management. So managing the remaining traffic intelligently and there is like the eco-sensitive or environmental sensitive traffic management is something really important where we have strong expertise, where we are the partners of our cities to observe air pollution and traffic, then to simulate different measures to decide it in advance on effective measures against air pollution, then to validate the impact of these measures and to continuously further develop this. There's a number of cities, for example, in Germany, city of Wiesbaden or city of Würzburg, where we have been working with the city to jointly develop these environmental sensitive traffic management. But there's also smaller topics, and that is building the bridge to, to further purposes of Unix, is our company VMZ in Berlin. We have simple solutions as well that make it more attractive to shift to eco-friendly traffic modes be it like a mobility monitor, which we just displayed at the IA, for example, showing all the right information you need to use different traffic modes, a variety of traffic modes, or we have the full end-to-end -end portfolio. So we also have end custom mobility apps which also uh, VMZ builds to inform the travelers. In addition to the environmental goals you've got, there are so many other interests of travelers. So how do you address their needs of, how can I put it, barrier-free mobility or navigation information. How do you make that easy for them? That is where we now have the transition towards our second purpose, which is to increase the quality of life. And that includes also what you named rightfully is uh, not only just to make it more convenient, but also points out the topic of inclusion. So for example, 
Now at IAA Munich, I talked to end users to get first-hand information about what from uh, is for users. And I did not only talk to families and to seniors, but also to, re to representatives of disabled people. And they name, for example, they need to have the right information for a full trip at hand. For example, in one app for a whole city, currently there is a number of apps and sometimes not the right information at hand. And this goes from just planning where can I access a station with a wheelchair in public transit, where is something delayed, where is, a, for example, an elevator broken. These topics also are interesting for them. And then increasing quality of life, what I named earlier, for example, C-Bike, for example, is an app we have been developing that um, prioritizes bulks of bikers at intersections, at traffic lights. So it makes it more convenient for the bikers on so-called biking highways, for example, to not stop at every traffic light, also making the modal shift more attractive. Then there's a third purpose of, of Unix now is improving safety, which I would say is kind of the foundation of road traffic. And there we have a number of portfolio as well. For example, Car2X technology, where you, have, where, you can, where you can, for example, use it in front of schools, for example, putting RFID chips in the backpacks of the, of the children, and then warning the cars or the drivers in the car whenever a kid approaches the road, even though there may not be a traffic light. Or for example, Aware AI, which is uh, a camera, an intelligent camera also using AI, which the name says, to observe and to survey uh, intersections or crossings makes them more safer besides um, replacing further detection and reducing the cost for our customer by having a number of detectors in one device. That's all fascinating stuff, Klaus. And I look forward to actually seeing and touching and talking it through with you on the exhibition floor in Hamburg. But I just want to rewind a second to you were talking about joined up mobility. And so, you know, it sounded to me you were defining the Unix version of mobility as a service. But one of the issues that you come across again and again all around the world is that there's not only one transport authority in a city, but a variety of stakeholders and different operators for different modes of transport. So with those stakeholders, whose tasks and responsibilities have to be coordinated, how do you begin to do that? This is really crucial. So in the past, the different stakeholders have been relatively distinct and separated. That needs to be more and more integrated, even more as, more as the ecosystem gets more complex. And Hamburg, it's great that we're in Hamburg right now. Hamburg is the forefront in doing this. Jointly with Hamburg, we're currently working on, on TIMS. It's basically um, a solution based on our very new um, traffic management system, which we'll also reveal here at ITS World Congress. And there is one key point is, or one, one key um, strength is we have been, we've been developing with Hamburg is the common operational view, where we have one view um, for different stakeholders. So Hamburg, it's for example, it's the police, it's the public transit operator, it's the road authority, and it's the harbor authority. So they all get, they're all joining this project. Um, and we've been jointly working on this to develop one view they are using where they can see incidents, accidents, they can see bus delays, construction sites, 
and they can use it as structured communication. So currently, for example, they can comment, they can communicate over this tool. Basically, there's one truth, one transparency for all mobility stakeholders, and it's the basis for effective traffic management. And now we were jointly developing, or the plan is to further advance this, to develop further features. For example, when you then um, make sure they are not contradicting measures to, to tackle an incident. So everybody is informed. Then you can include simulation with AIMSAN, which we have in our portfolio. You can simulate measures then to understand, okay, a measure I want to now introduce. Uh, for example, if there's an accident, a road is blocked, will it improve the situation or will it have other effects in other areas of the city that may be, may, may be contradictory? So there is a, a wealth of further use cases we've been discussing and we are further now advancing and bringing to life together with the city. Let's go back to the end user again, because as the world of mobility becomes more complex, so do the challenges. So how do you start to manage the customer interaction and new product development? Yeah, so I mean, as the world of mobility gets more complex, it's also more challenging for our customers, so the cities and the road authorities. And sometimes the scope is not completely defined. Our business in general like it's tendering business. So there's a tender, we help the customer and we answer the tender and there is predefined what's needed. But we see more and more that our customers are not completely sure at the beginning what they need or it's changing over time. And this is something we uh, take account for and we cater for. So we, we build and have strong relationships to our customers as their partners, helping them to understand their challenges better and find adequate measures. So for example, at VMZ, we have a key competence in designing environmental traffic management systems. And then when we jointly, um, and if one project, we jointly work on the solution, we do it typically in a co-creation approach. So we in close or in, in, sh in short loops, we get customer feedback, the customer is involved. So we make not only sure that what we develop perfectly reflects the needs and the process of the customer, but we even consult the customer, we even help the customer to improve the processes. And there, when you talked about users, we also um, live user centricity. So for example, we develop personas together with the customer, even roles and responses that haven't been existing so far, we jointly discuss that and we understand the processes jointly with the customer in like innovating them, improving them, and then the customer gets the right tool. And when I said earlier also, needs may be changing. This is typically what describes the process where the customer and also we better understand what is really needed. And to account for this, we typically develop it in agile mode. So the customer and ourselves, we have the chance to adapt the requirements to the real needs and to learn jointly to at the end to arrive at the perfect and most effective solution to support the customer in, in his or her goals to, for example, um, reduce air pollution, to reduce congestion, um, whatever is needed. Klaus Beringer of Unix is wrapping up this Highways Voices. Thank you for Swaco and Gevi's support for these podcasts. We'll hear much more from them in the weeks to come. There's plenty of detail about the event on the Highways News website. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you in Hamburg if you can make it. But whatever, we'll talk again on Highways Voices next week. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 